Hi, welcome to the Who Sun Is It Anyway podcast. Uh, the podcast by two sisters. I'm Deborah. And I'm Mia. And we're inviting you into our conversations about the new and full moon. So lots of beginner astrology, some tarot, and you know, some sister vibes for you. <laughs> yeah. So this is episode two on the Sagittarius full moon and lunar eclipse that are coming on June 5th. The full moon will be coming at 3.12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at 15 degrees Sagittarius. And the lunar eclipse is coming at 3.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, we're going to try and keep this as structured as possible but everything's connected to everything um so if you guys have like any questions or if like there's something that you want to expand on just reach out to us um we're going to leave all our information in the description and we love answering any questions that we can so always reach out yeah so our first episode ever <laughs> we did the new moon in gemini and that was a beaut. That was a great time. It was a great time. Felt <laughs> good. Loved that new moon energy and the Gemini energy. So it was it was a great time. Yeah, felt super creative, and I had like a bazillion ideas for like everything. And have I done all of it? No, but I'm still like I was. It's on my list. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what this full moon is about. It's like it's not done yet. We're at this halfway point, so. We're getting there. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess let's start talking about what the heck full moon is, like what the energy of a full moon is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I was saying, the full moon is this halfway point in the moon cycle. So I always think of it as like this turning point. And it's a time that we are releasing energy and letting go of energy because we have to make these decisions now of is what we're doing right now serving us? Is what we're doing right now getting us to this greater goal we have? And those are some hard decisions to make sometimes because whether it's things you're doing yourself, people in your life, or anything like that, you have to really evaluate like, okay, how is this going right now? Yeah, definitely. And also, so with that whole halfway point, that's like right now, that means that we're halfway through spring and we're halfway towards summer. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but also this full moon, I feel like it's a little bit misunderstood in like mainstream world, right? Um, because yeah, it's glamorous and like beautiful, but it's also a little difficult. Um, it's not as easy as a new moon. You know, it doesn't have that yeah. like extra little energy. I think the energy is a little bit more confusing. And that's because the sun and the moon are across from each other. They're in opposition. Um, so that's 180 degrees across from each other in a chart. And with an opposition, I like to kind of picture it like a game of tug of war. So like the sun is on one side, the moon is on the other side of the rope. And so there's lots of tension. That pulling creates tension. One overpowers the other. It's constantly changing, it's dynamic. Um, and so that's the opposition energy. It's different from like the new moon when the sun and the moon are next to each other on top of each other where they kind of just amplify one another. 
Yeah, definitely. And I know we've talked about this before, how like the full moon is kind of glamorous because it looks so pretty and it's like this beautiful, full, bright moon. And like I said, it's a halfway point. It's an important time, but it is just like more work because the new moon is all fun mm-hmm. and it is a great time. And but, you know, you write your intentions and you absorb that good and inspiring and motivating energy and then full moon is kind of now making you put that work in make those decisions and like I said it's a time to release and let go and that's hard and that's real work versus like just writing down your goals or your intentions like we were talking about last episode yeah because it forces you to face that um those things that you can't really explain right so like i when i was journaling for this episode i was thinking of the energy between opposition of of the moon and the sun which both me and mia have in our charts Mm -hmm. on the taurus sun with the scorpio full moon and mia is airy sun with her libra moon um so we definitely feel this and so the way that i was trying to explain it even to myself is that like so the sun is all about your potential and how you show it to the world. And the moon is your inner needs and wants and desires. So if you were to ask um, yourself two questions, and the first one is, so, so I'm gonna <laughs> these two questions, Mia, and you let me know which one you find easier to answer, which one you find more difficult to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is, what do you want to show the world? And the second, is what do you want and need in order to do that? Definitely the first one's easier to answer just because right like the example like like I said for a new moon like setting those intentions just like knowing what you I feel like knowing how you want to present yourself can sometimes come not so easy to everyone but it comes easier than executing. Like executing's mm-hmm. that hard work and that's a little bit more difficult to answer. Yeah. So like the first question is really about like your sun and the second question is all about your moon. Mm -hmm. And because moon energy is very mysterious and it's kind of like this deep knowing, but it's difficult to find those words. So with this opposition with the sun and the moon, it's forcing you to ask that second question. It's forcing you to find the words and to show, to integrate those two. So that's why the full moon is so magical because sometimes that gets muddled and lost and we don't think about it. But with this full moon, it gets highlighted, even though it's hard to do it, it's still, um, I think really powerful and like super magical because then when we have that answer to number two, what we need and our desires and how it's gonna help show the world what we can do, it just makes us that much more fucking badass, right? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, the whole with the position with the full moon with the moon with the moon and sun opposing each other and that's just like another aspect that's happening and we'll talk about the other ones going on later. Mm-hmm. And in a natal like in your birth chart, that's a hard aspect to deal with because it has to do with like feeling like you're never really going to fulfill your fullest potential. And that being translated with the collective yeah. is that you're gonna like you're gonna start feeling this doubt, and it's a mm-hmm. time to not let that doubt consume you. You like focus that you know you have that potential and push to achieve it because 
not only like you know you're capable which is the most important part is you believing in yourself and the doubt is just like am I able to get to that fullest potential and the answer is yes it's always yes so you have to push yes yes (laughs) yeah so that's why this time can feel kind of difficult but you push and there's some other aspects that may be making it a little bit extra difficult but we'll get to that that. um (laughs) so that's full moon energy right so this moon is in sagittarius yes okay so i guess let's talk about sagittarius energy yeah fun energy i love some good sagittarius energy it's a mutable sign and gemini is also a mutable sign so we're going into this full moon just coming from this full moon just coming from this gemini new moon and also we're in gemini season so we have a lot of this mutable energy which honestly i love and it's all about adapting and learning growing Mm -hmm. in sagittarius specifically it's fire energy so it can be a little bit impulsive it likes adventure it likes to travel um yeah it's some fun fun vibes <laughs> despite everything yeah. else that's going on in the universe yeah so the gemini is we're in gemini season the sagittarius is the fire counterpart to gemini and i love to say that they they're really similar actually to me sagittarius and gemini energy um but when you put that sagittarius as a fire sign it that's how it helps me really differentiate it because I always see it as one upping the Gemini energy. Yeah. Um, the Gemini is all about learning and Sagittarius is about higher learning. Gemini is about short trips and Sagittarius is about long trips. It's a wanderlust. Gemini is a talker and Sagittarius is the philosopher. Um, so mm. it's extra, right? It's a fire sign, it's gonna be yeah. extra. Yeah, and then Gemini is ruled by Mercury, so it's about how you communicate yourself. Whereas Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, so it's how you socialize. It's expansive. It's bigger. Yeah, and also Sagittarius, again, this fire energy. And Sagittarius is also known as this revolutionary, which Mm -hmm. is really important for what's going on in the world right now, in the United States right now, with all these protests going on. It is no coincidence at this time that this is happening. And also my generation, our Plutos and Sagittarius were meant to be revolutionaries. And that's really, Mm -hmm. to me, it's really inspiring because, I mean, of course, I know we're doing the right thing because it's the right thing to fight for people's lives. But I know we have purpose in this, you know, it's a good time to recognize that. Yeah, I'm so happy you mentioned that. It is the revolutionary. It is about... um, spirituality so in that way it's about like connecting to your beliefs so 100 percent um but with that being said sagittarius can also be a little bit um like i said it could be impulsive um it could be unfiltered um so i always like to say (laughs) sagittarius is kind of like the happy drunk at the party who actually may or may not be can be drunk because they're like super they're always like boisterous they're always laughing and they're always just saying whatever the hell they want to say right yeah definitely <laughs> like the party it's that fire sign energy you know yeah um definitely yeah. and with sagittarius moon specifically so again moon is where you want to um it's really desperate for peace and comfort and how sagittarius mm-hmm. find that peace and comfort is exactly what deborah was listing off before you know like traveling adventuring 
learning new things, philosophizing, writing, those things, getting out there in the world. Similarly to how we were talking about Gemini um, energy, how like they like to experience things, Sagittarius is very similar in where they find their peace. Um, It could just be a little bit more rambunctious with that fire energy. But it's very similar again in how they comfort themselves and how we'll find comfort during this full moon. Definitely. And it's also um, like space. It likes freedom. It's expansive. So again, that's tying into um, how people are going to want to be getting out a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. So this Sagittarius full moon is definitely defined by its aspects. And we're not going to be getting into all of them. We're going to keep it super simple. But there are a few that we feel that are important to mention. And the first one is going to be the square to Mars in Pisces, just like with our new moon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's been sticking around. It's here. Yeah. So Mars is in Pisces. Um, Mars in Pisces is a spiritual warrior. And Sagittarius rules the ninth house, which encompasses spirituality. So I think that's really important to note um, that we're definitely going to be feeling the need to explore and focus on what gives us faith in our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mars is Mars and Pisces is known as a spiritual warrior. And in Sagittarius, um, that rules the ninth house, which encompasses spirituality. So with that square, which could be a challenging aspect to Mars, which is a planet all about action, I really do see how these protests are being embodied in this aspect um, because people are fighting for their beliefs. They're taking action um, and Sagittarius fire, right? Like we've seen things on fire. Yeah. So that's like Sagittarius vibes going on right now. Um, yeah. So definitely how I'm interpreting that. Definitely 100%. I agree. And like, again, Mars, the warrior and it being action oriented. And again, with it, you, like you pointed out, being Mars, Mars and spirituality with the moon and Sagittarius, this is all coming together to a point that we are, I mean, you always see astrology in the real life, but I think it's much more mm-hmm. clear, you know, that, again, just the simple words, warrior, spirituality, and revolutionary, like those words alone, you know, that's what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's what that aspect is going to be bringing to light even more so it's a little different than how it was coming into play with the new moon um, but it's still here and it's still you know causing all this high emotions yeah so another aspect that we're going to talk about is the moon's opposition to venus which is in retrograde so Mm -hmm. this is a big deal because venus is in retrograde and so it's being amplified by this lunar eclipse that all of these aspects, but this one, because Venus is already going through so much, um, so and lunar eclipses make you look in, and so do retrogrades. So mm-hmm. this aspect is can be kind of triggering and kind of painful because it's really forcing you to look at the relationships in your lives. That's platonic. Oh my god, Mia, you're calling me out. Like I feel like Venus retrograde has been so triggering. Yeah, and it's. Again, all your relationships, not just romantic, it's platonic, your family relationships, your business relationship, your finances, and really make you question who's in your life and why. What's their purpose? And I feel like sometimes 
people can hear that question and be like, well, is it selfish? Like to kind of be like, well, you're not serving me, so I don't need you in your life. And I struggled with that for a long time, but that's not selfish. You know, you have to protect yourself. And if people are draining you or hurting you, like emotionally in whatever capacity and it's a lot like you have I totally see that being you because of your Libra man. yeah and like you, know, <laughs> like, you don't want to hurt definitely... people in your life especially like long-term friends and again I mean I'm gonna keep bringing it up because it's relevant but with everything that's going on in this country with the Black Lives Matter movement and people posting on their social media and stuff a lot of people have to question you know who they're friends with and who they're having these relationships with because is that serving you? Do they align with your morals and your beliefs? That's what Venus retrograde is asking you to do. Exactly. One thing to just be wary of, though, if you're not actively looking inward and really trying to like pinpoint that problem and that solution, you're going to want to be very quick to find a temporary solution, a Band-Aid. And that can lead you into arms that are not serving you. And it can create a bigger problem so just slow down with their relationships really take this time to reflect and slow down with them yes and like that's the key word um is like to slow down and like with any retrogrades it's all about the re's the reviewing revising reflecting redoing so right on like that definitely is something that's very important during any retrograde yeah but more so now because there's so many retrogrades actually so many going so, yeah definitely check out the post we did last week um about the retrograde so you can just get an idea of how many planets are in retrograde and like yeah. when that's all happening venus will be in retrograde until june 24th just is that including out of its shadow or no that's when it go- starts going direct um like the percent, so, like, check it out post and it'll give you the exact dates and stuff thought I'd mention you know yeah but then like Venus is not just about relationships like you also said it's about values and then assets like money so it's definitely can even just be because it's a retrograde like your inner values yeah um, definitely just with yourself exactly good point yeah like your how you view yourself your self-worth and the next Um, aspect mm, a square Neptune how do you feel about that one Neptune I I mean I love all my planets but Neptune is (laughs) like this like this dreamy planet has a lot to do with like illusions and so you know when your illusions are broken it's kind of and you get this kind of reality check that can Mm. be you know that could be tough because it's like a break exactly so like when I tell people about like how meat is actually made. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you live your whole life thinking something and then someone kind of breaks that for you. So it's just um, kind of people are going to start questioning things and there's a higher sensitivity to reality. That's the main yeah. message of this aspect is this higher sensitivity to reality. You're going to start noticing things. Don't freak out. Take mm-hmm. it in. Process it. Yeah, I think when I was um, journaling, writing out about this aspect that it really for me was about trying to remain neutral, um, to be an observer more than anything, because there's so much confusion going on right now. So the moon, which is about your needs and your desires, um, 
squaring, which is a difficult challenge that one of lots of tension um, with Neptune, which is in Pisces. So it's like, it's a doozy. It really is. Mm -hmm. There's so much to get lost in. Um, and the goal is really not to get confused by all the confusion to try and yeah. navigate that. So yeah. at this point, I would really just say, let's be observers. Let's um, make sure a lot of that certain things that you may be confused by, let it settle before we become reactive. Because this this moon square Neptune can actually also cause a lot of um, antagonism. Another way that we're seeing with all with the protesting is one side versus the other, right? And it's that's that's that energy. It became it becomes very um, dogmatic, my side or no side. So because we are so um, embedded in our own biases and our own beliefs, so that's kind of like the energy is like try and be an observer, try and not to take something and run away with it. Also with this aspect with Neptune, something that I, when I was looking into it more um, and just getting, obviously doing some research on Neptune and astrology and all that. One thing I find really interesting about astrology is that it not only affects us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, it affects us physically. And with mm -hmm. this aspect, I think it's worth mentioning this higher sensitivity goes for our bodies as well. Um, one of the, I guess, side effects of this aspect is, you know, your tolerance to alcohol or whatever else you're taking is going to be a little bit lower. So I, I, I think it's kind of funny. I mean, it's just something worth mentioning, you know, if you're mm -hmm. partying, doing anything this weekend or week. Or um, if you're prone to using it as like coping mechanisms, it yeah. could also be triggering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just be aware of that. And when this aspect has come up before and I was aware of that, I always kind of think about it, how um, the universe does affect us physically as well. So I thought it was worth mentioning. You know, just keep yeah. a lookout for that. Yeah. Um, and so this isn't an aspect, but I definitely felt like this was worth mentioning. We So we've recorded this the weekend of May 30th, right? I think. Yes. Um. And so, of course, we've had all the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement um, everywhere in this country. And in response to um, not just George Floyd, but like all the lives that have been taken from due to police brutality. And most well, specifically um, in our Black community. And so I, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, like I mentioned earlier. And right now, Jupiter is in retrograde. So like we were mentioning, Jupiter being in retrograde is about reviewing, revising our beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in Capricorn next to a bunch of planets that are actually right now in Capricorn. And it's Pluto, which is all about power, right next to Saturn, which is all about structure. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter, that's the revised and re-edit of our values, um, next to the planet of power and structure. This is showing that there is a demand and there is a need for a change in power structures that no longer serve us. Um, and we are seeing it play out. We're gonna be continuing to see it. And 
I just wanted to show how with the stars, it is so tightly correlated to us as a collective and not in just like, uh, I guess like, like to see the future or anything like that. It just goes to show that this is needed because we are so aligned with the stars. This is something that needs to happen. And exactly. I also think it's really freaking interesting. <laughs> exactly. It's like I was saying before, obviously, morally, we know that standing up to these societal structures and these government structures is what's right because it involves people's lives. Like there's, it's immoral what's going on. It's inhumane. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's comforting to know that this isn't um, with no purpose out of nowhere. Like not only is it aligned with our morals, but with the universe, with the stars, like this is really what's mm -hmm. going on. And this is why we feel it so strongly. We are pulled to action right now. Yes. Yes, exactly. I did make a post on our Instagram, if you want to go check it out, about the United States having their Pluto return. It's starting to have its return. It'll be back in 2024. But right now it's going through this transition. And you've mm -hmm. kind of heard us talk about Pluto and it's, um, and I, like I said, my generation's Pluto being in Sagittarius. It is a, like a generational planet. And the United States has not had its Pluto return yet so because it's so young. And it is correlated to everything that's going on right now. So if you do want to check that post out and you do want to do your own research on it, I think it's really interesting and worth checking out about the United States Pluto return. So I think that's some, just information I wanted to give out. And again, just you want us to check out the Instagram and check out that post too. So we've mentioned the eclipse. And so you may be wondering what the heck an eclipse actually is. <laughs> In astrology, an eclipse is when the sun or the moon, either in the new or full moon, is near the nodal axis. So that means it's either near the north or the south node. And these nodes, they're not planets, they're not asteroids, they're points. Um, and they're tied to our karmic journey. The south node is where we were coming from, it tends to be stuff that's easy, the things that we revert to quite naturally. Um, but they're and most people like to say they're part of our past lives. So it's something we need to grow from, evolve from. And so we grow and evolve to our North Node. So that is telling us our karmic journey, our purpose, what, how we're supposed to be um, learning during this lifetime. And so for this eclipse, it's a lunar eclipse. So the moon is going to be hitting the South Node. South node, like we said, it's about releasing things that no longer serve us. And lunar eclipses are all about feeling. Solar eclipses, which we're, we're going to be having soon. Don't you worry. We're getting all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming. <laughs> yeah. So the solar eclipses are about illuminating things, showing us things. So this one, this is why, yeah, Sagittarius energy is like such a good time. I want to hang with Sagittarius, you know, but... It's just a very internal full moon. And it's very, yeah. um, it's stirring a lot of stuff up. Yes, it's, there's a lot going on. And that's why, I mean, we always want to spend some time on the zodiac sign that the moon is in just to give the energy. But I think it was really important to mention it earlier because a lot of the rest of this is really heavy. It's really overwhelming to listen to. Um, so we did want to mention the Sagittarius full moon because it is, you know, a good time. But with this lunar eclipse, it's 
amplifying an already um, difficult placement of a full moon, which is already asking you the tough questions. All these yep. planets are in retrograde, making you look in. And yep. now you have this lunar eclipse being like extra yep. <laughs> look in, extra feel these emotions, do what you will. And we're all down here like, um, that's But what lot. do we do? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. like, this is, I just want to lay in bed and watch my quarantine shows. This is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's a lot. But you know what? You know what? You know what, guys? Like, it's all about um, learning how to use that energy. So do that work. Write it out. Talk it out. Um, because at the, if you do that work, you're going to be leaving with so much more clarity, so much more conviction. Yeah. Um, and a better you. Exactly. So, you know, it's definitely something to push through. And I know that's just so much easier said than done is like push through and but that's why we wanted to do this podcast and talk about it because even when we were initially talking about this episode and talking about everything going on we were overwhelmed and we were like there's so much going on how are we going to talk about this and how are we going to process this ourselves so we want to be able to help you kind of organize this in your head and talk about this with yourself journaling about it and hopefully this gave you a little bit more these um examples and what we're talking about is giving you a little bit more clarity on what you're feeling and why you're feeling it probably yeah. yeah and to give you even more clarity to help a sister out I'm going to um list the houses of where this moon is going to be hitting you so we like we mentioned the first episode um in astrology there are 12 houses and they all correlate to different um, aspects of our lives, different areas of our lives. And so I'm going to start off by listing um, whether it's like your sun or your rising sign, whatever makes more sense to you guys and what house that's going to hit you in. And afterwards, I'm going to give a brief description on the house so you have a little bit better idea of where this energy is going to be targeting you. So if you're in Aries or Aries rising, it's going to be in your ninth house. If you're a Taurus or Taurus rising, it's going to be in your eighth house. Gemini or Gemini rising in your seventh. Cancer or Cancer rising in your sixth. Leo or Leo rising in your fifth. Virgo or Virgo rising in your fourth. Libra or Libra rising in your third. Scorpio or Scorpio rising in your second. Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising in your first. Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your 12th. Aquarius or Aquarius rising in your 11th. And lastly, Pisces or Pisces rising in your 10th. All right. So the first house is all about your self-image, your appearance, identity, your vitality. The second house is all about your money, 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 possessions, your personal values, your livelihood. That's all the Venus stuff we were talking about. Um, third house is about communication, early education, the mind and your siblings. Fourth house is about your um, childhood home your physical home, your family. Fifth house is 
self-expression, creativity, romance, children. Six is about your work, your work environment, your health, your routines and regimens, and your pets. Seventh is all about partnerships. Eighth is about sex, death, your mental health, intuition, other people's money, other people's assets. Your ninth house is higher education, traveling, spirituality, astrology, publishing. Tenth house is career, reputation, and recognition. Eleventh is all about your social life, your friends, groups, associations, um, your good fortune. And twelfth is your hidden life. It's your subconscious, your inner life. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love going through the houses and just seeing where, again, like I said, there's a lot going on. So this is really helpful to see where exactly your energy is being pulled to. It just gives you that much more clarity. Exactly. Let the stars help you. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to do the tarot pull. Um, and it's going to talk about going into this full moon during this full moon time, and then what we're going to learn or have coming out of it. Yeah. And this one was pretty crazy um, because I literally pulled, I, I shuffled and pulled like four times because I kept getting a court card um, in the spread and I wasn't really comfortable with because normally courts will symbolize a person and doing a collective reading, I didn't want to specify anyone, but it was ridiculous because it ha was happening like repeatedly. Um, and I, I got the message universe. I, I hear, I see it clearly. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So the first card is the lover's card, which is the Gemini season card. So this is going to be our from our Gemini new moon. This yes. is about the intentions that we had set um, and the journey that we initiated two weeks ago. Yeah. Saying hi, lovers. And then our second card. This is a court card that we could not bypass. It's the Knight of Wands. So the Knight of Wands is on a horse. He's midair. He's taking action. He's armored. He has a wand of fire. Um, he is a man of conviction, beliefs. And this is very representative of our Sagittarius energy. But of course, more importantly, these are the men and the women who have been murdered due to police brutality and have incited us to seek justice for them to demand justice for them yeah of course this is not just one person um this is going to be for george floyd omad aubrey brianna taylor and the countless other men and women in the black community who have been murdered in the hands of police brutality due to the systemic racism yeah and we just like we of course wanted to acknowledging we've been bringing up this whole episode and it's not just us the cards was were not going to let us not say their names this episode we were pulling so many court cards which always usually means every single pull we kept pulling court cards so 
we're saying their names and we're recognizing them and recognizing that they are motivating everybody to fight for justice. So we just wanted to say their names and mention that way. So we do want to take a moment just to honor and give respect to these men and women and for their families who I cannot imagine the loss and the grieving process for them. Um, But I do hope they all know that the world, most of us, are grieving with them and are enraged for them. And then lastly, we have the high priestess. And damn, this is all about this full moon lunar eclipse energy. Um, The high priestess, she sits in front of a veil between two pillars, one one white, one black, um, with a crescent moon at the feet of her blue robe. And she's wearing a little cute hat thing that's representative of all the phases of the moon, particularly the full moon right at the center. Um, The high priestess is the feminine energy of the magician. Um, But it's not the feminine energy of the empress, who is a lot more of a motherly figure. She's a lot more approachable. The high priestess, I really see her as more of like the one who gives you the resting bitch face. You know, like you just kind of feel like she's too cool for school. And she kind of like stands in the back observing and a little bit intimidating. She is the highly, she's the high vibe moon vibes. Um, but I also see this as with the aspects with Neptune. Um, the high priestess sitting in front of the veil. It, this is showing us that this is a gateway. This is a portal to see and actually not so much see because this is the lunar eclipse and this is so much about the lunar energy. She's receptive. It's about feeling and receiving energy that is going to be revealing some deep knowing to us. Pretty intense read for (laughs) the Sagittarius full moon. Um, Yeah, intense reading for an intense time. Yeah, 100%. So the first card of what we were going into was the lover's card. Um, That's our Gemini season. That's our Gemini new moon. Our knight of wands, our warriors, our people who have incited us, ignited us to move forward with this mission and to find justice. And the high priestess. Connecting to what we already know to breaking down the illusions of societal structures. So if you guys have any questions or if you want to get more clarity on anything that we spoke about today, please reach out to us. Our info is going to be in the description. Um, also, we started an Instagram page for Who's On Is It Anyway podcast. Lots of really helpful information for um, beginners astrology. So if you're really just getting into it and you want to understand more of these details, it's definitely a great base for you guys. So yeah, so that's um, this episode about the full moon in Sagittarius and lunar eclipse energy. Our next episode will be on June 19th about the new moon in Cancer and the solar eclipse. So thanks and stay safe, stay honest, stay open. Bye. Bye. See you next time.